Are you ready, Daniel? I am ready. Okay, let's do it. Let's get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring me through the screen here, wearing a very lovely beanie today, is Daniel. Hello, hello. So, today is exciting. We are doing some top 10 lists. We're going to talk about the top 10 best and worst of 2020, as well as our top 10 most anticipated for 2021. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, unless you're listening to this behind the wheel of the car, and wait till you get home. And let's get into the good and bad and ugly of 2020. Uh, Movie-wise. 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 Cheers! Cheers! List time. I'm always lists always excite me. I love doing top ten lists. Well, hang on. We'll do we'll do that right after we talk about our beers. I just real quick. I have my uh or er, my cult classic pale ale by Ex Novo. Definitely have this one before and definitely a fan. Ex Novo. Yeah. So got, uh, I've never had this before. New one from Sierra Nevada, Wonderland Nectarine Ale. Oh, that sounds saw it on the shelf. Nice but I give it a shot. Sounds like a summer drink. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, definitely more of a summer drink. But oh, that's that's tasty though. Who'd mm-hmm. you say it was from again? Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Okay, all right. They're hit or miss for me, but uh, I do like a few of their things. Yeah, you know, I've yet to buy some of their uh, uh, seasonal ale this winter, which I need to do before it's gone. You got it. Got it. All right. Well, what do you want to start with, Daniel? Do you want to start with the good, the ugly, or what? We'll definitely mm. do anticipated last. Right. I don't know. Let's see. Hang on. I'm like, I got, <laughs> I was finalizing this at work today. So I have a bunch of like weird, like white papers that I took notes on. That's all right. I was going to sort five through cars. which one of these I just had them all like paper clipped together and threw them back in my backpack. Let's see. Okay. All right. I'm like, which ones were the rough drafts and which ones for real? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I have my notes sorted out. <laughs> okay. Oof. I mean, you want to start with the bad? Just knock out the ugly? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. All right. So, what we will do the top. 10 worst of 2020 now it's kind of interesting about this list is between the both of us i think we didn't see a whole lot of new movies in 2020 i mean there could have been only 20 total that we saw and so we might have some decent ones on the worst list but they just weren't as good as the top 10 best list however i think i saw i think i counted 28 29 movies and i'm including in this since there was such a low amount of movies coming out this year uh i'm including docu series as well as documentaries okay i mean that gave more sense because i actually only included one documentary to round out because i had exactly 20 movies oh like including one documentary so at first i'm like yeah maybe i can just separate this to like the 10 best 10 worst but then i'm like like you said i ran into the problem early on where i'm just like some of these movies aren't bad but it's just we didn't see very many. Like if top, I had seen more, they wouldn't even been on the list. Top ten worst of what you saw. 
exactly one of them i just like almost wanted to like take one of them out and just have nine of the worst because one of the ones i had in my worst i'm like i've just never thought about this movie after theaters like i had a fine time in theaters but i just never thought about it afterwards <laughs> you know so I'm, I'm i still curious. kept it on there i just moved it around yeah does empire strikes back count for me since i saw that in theaters in 2020 no, it doesn't <laughs> oh man it Number might one. Have, it might have had I been there. All right. Well, so starting with the worst, would you like to start out? Okay. So. You know what? I'm making a last minute arrangement after talking about it, but okay. Right, I'm ready. Me, all right. You want and me to go first like then? what I did, especially like we, for my top 10 list, I know we always kind of like think about it differently. But for my, from one to 10, like the bottom is more like stuff that I didn't absolutely love, but most of it is not stuff that I hated. Not until we get to like the top five, pretty much, you know? So that's kind I thought of about it in a way of just like- I definitely get angrier as the list goes on. I mean, one of the things I was thinking of is I'm like, okay, the way I was thinking about it is I actually started backwards from like things I just like, kind of still sort of liked and then built up to things that I just absolutely hated. And so like by uh, starting at 10 is essentially like things I would watch again. And number one, number one through five, I'm just like, there's not much you could do to get me to watch these again. <laughs> you know, well, Charlotte so that's has another really long week at work. And what? You know, I said, unless Shiloh has another very long week at work and you promise to watch anything. <laughs> yeah, but even the Twilight movies, like especially when you're drunk, they can be enjoyable if you just enjoy bad movies. So that helped. But okay, all right. So I guess starting off, and my worst for number 10 is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, again, it, it, these aren't like, this isn't a movie that I disliked. I enjoyed my time with Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's like technically still a kid's movie, but I still enjoyed it overall. But it wasn't, you know, like I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like top best so it went down to the went to the other side of the list not Oscar worthy for 10. you all yeah. right so yeah top 10 for me number 10 here so yeah same with you basically the further down we get the anger i'm gonna get some of the stuff at the top it's not necessarily super bad but it's just the top 10 worst of what i saw in 2020 personally fair enough all right so yes number 10 for me a movie revolving around a little blue guy that can run real fast. Sonic. <laughs> Not a nice. bad movie. I, and I would rewatch this again. It just didn't make the top 10 or even the uh, in-between rants. But yeah. Right. And again, like like I, I said, it, like how my list is arranged, like number 10, like again, I'd watch Sonic again. The further we get up is the least likely I'll rewatch the movie. Exactly. So yeah, my number 10 as well is Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. All right. Well, I'll switch over to my number, go up to my number nine, where it's like, you know, it's still watchable, but like, you know, it's get 
we're moving up, but I put Trolls World Tour. Because again, this was the only video I think Shallow and I like did like the day one or not day one, but like when it was like, I think like $20 to watch it <laughs> or something like, you know, when oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was like the first video on demand of the a major like movie release. Right. right so we right. did pay up front, but Shia was like, you know, we, we just decided, yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll just have a fun little night. Roast now, have movie, you seen the whatever. first one? No, I never saw the first one. Uh, okay. So we just went into this one. I heard that one decent. It's got that sweet know, Justin like, Timberlake song. Again, like I don't have much to say about this because one, this was way back in like in March or April when Shiloh and I sat down and watched this. It feels like a lifetime ago already. So it's just like, I remember like enjoying it. I didn't hate it. Like it was like, oh, this is kind of dumb, fun. Like not a great kids movie, but it's also definitely not the worst you could do. Yeah, just kind of forgot so about it. Exactly. All right, well, number nine for me, it was, well, it was fun. It wasn't great still, but yeah, I might rewatch it again. It still, it was what it was. It was the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Oh, you counted that. Yeah, I mean, it was a short, I guess, 45 minute, but I, I still counted it. I guess Fair since enough. I have documentaries and docuseries on this list for this year, I'm like, I'll, I'll count. I almost knocked it off completely, but I was like, nah, I'll count it. Okay. All yeah, right. N- number nine for me, Lego Holiday Special, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Damn, had I thought about that, I might have included the finale of Clone Wars. That last four episode arc is just a movie. <laughs> That would have changed things up. That would have probably been number one then. But okay. Okay, so my number eight, and this is the movie that I was kind of alluding to where like, I don't, I can't, I've never thought about this after I saw it, but I had fun watching it. But it's it's just kind of like not in my wheelhouse. So while it's not a bad movie, I guess, it's just not one that I'll probably ever rewatch just because it's not, really for me but that's bad boys for life again another one that i'm like i completely forgot i saw this but looking through like the 2020 calendar i'm like right we went and saw that did an episode on it didn't even remember seeing it (laughs) even had a guest on that one we had the great daniel mutton on that show yeah so again like i remember enjoying it i remember bits and pieces of it but not a movie i'll probably rewatch. but it wasn't bad it's just Unfortunately, because I only saw 20, it was automatically into the worst category. Right. Ah, makes sense. All right. So number eight for me was a movie that, while it has some pretty good moments in it, it still wasn't great overall. There were some parts that really made me laugh pretty well. It was good to see David Spade in something again. It's been a while since I've seen him. And what made this movie kind of fun, at least the time I saw it, was it, was, it made for a good date movie when I saw it with someone. Number eight for me, The Wrong Missy. And I still haven't taken your advice. And you said check this out because it was fun and enjoyable. And I still never did. Get drunk with your girlfriend and watch it. <laughs> You're definitely alcohol required for this one. Sounds good. Well, yeah, it's not one of the worst movies I've seen, but it, it could have been better. It still has its moments, though. But yes, that's not my number eight. The Wrong Missy. All right. All right. Not bad. So number seven... <laughs> You know, I, we were really hard on this movie when we reviewed it. But then looking at the other things we saw out of the year, I'm like, oh, this movie 
was not nearly as bad as some of these other ones. Oh, so it was higher on the list than I had expected it to be. But my number seven is Wonder Woman 1984. Like, it was, it was more of a letdown more than anything because I really enjoyed the first one so much. Well, especially when you watched the first one the night before. You're like, all right, the sequel. Let's get into this. Oh. Exactly. But I'm like, well, it's still miles ahead of Suicide Squad. And like, I think a handful, like, Maybe not miles ahead of any other ones, but like <laughs> I would still watch 1984 over some of the other DC movies. I don't know. Uh, I'd have, I don't know. We'll, we'll, so, we'll, we'll talk more about this one later, probably. Yeah, yeah. But so Wonder Woman 1984 is on my seven. So number my seven. number, my number seven, had some good potential, just wasn't executed the way it should have been or could have been. My number seven is a movie starring Mel Gibson as jolly old Santa Claus. Batman. Could have been so much better than it was. Definitely a letdown. Not the worst movie I've saw all year, but definitely a letdown. Okay. I get that. I feel like that one's coming up later. Well, my number six is another superhero flick that I had high hopes for. It looks pretty good in the trailer. But it just kind of fell flat in most aspects when we sat down and watched it. So my number six is Project Power. Yeah, like Jamie Jamie Lee Fox. Or Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah, Jamie Fox, great. I still really liked him in the role. Like he still has a lot of good charisma to him, but the movie itself just wasn't that good. Oh. No. So that was kind of too bad because I was excited to see Jamie Lee or why am I saying Jamie Lee Fox? <laughs> Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. That one was just kind of looked fun in the trailer, but then you sit down and watch it. And, oh, whoa. Nah. Okay. Like it should have just been fun, but it just wasn't even really fun. No. All right. Number six for me was a sequel. The first one is just okay, too. It's not a great movie. They're about the same levels. They're just, they're fine for what they are. Good family films, I guess. Another Santa Claus movie starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. The Christmas Chronicles 2. You know, it was, it was fine. Was what it was. Nothing special. I mean, it's on Netflix if you want to see it next holiday season. Yeah. I mean, I never watched the first one. Everybody's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, yeah, but it's Kurt Russell. So he has a certain charisma. But when they said the second one, I'm like, He's okay. great. He's great in the role, but yeah, I don't know. The kids are kind of annoying in this one. Okay. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Just a severely, like severely just a kid's movie. Basically. Okay. All right. So now that we're in my top five, this is where the line in the sand is drawn proverbially and literally <laughs> on my notes. Release your I, anger. Where on the top five, there's very little to pretty much nothing you could do to make me watch any of these movies again. Uh, yeah, I struggled with my top five. I was like, I and I guess I based it on like what absolutely has and does not have the most rewatchability for me. Like if I just had to sit down and watch one of these again. I kind of did like a little draft in my head. I'm like, okay, I, would I watch this before this or would I watch this before this? I'm like, okay. It's also just what makes you the most. I mean, all of them make me angry. Okay, next one. Would I rather watch this? Would I watch this before I had to watch this? And I just kind of like laddered it up from there. Yeah. 
So number five is, again, a movie I will never recommend because this movie was so god awful and boring. But that was that, that looked like it was going to be just stupid fun. But instead it was god awful and boring. Uh, but that is Love and Monsters. Oh, I never saw that one. It sucked. It was god awful and boring. So don't watch it. Don't bother. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I wouldn't like Dylan O'Brien. Like you could, it could have been fun. Could have been like a little, like cool adventure movie, but it just did not work for me, and it just sucked. That's weird. I think it was. Is that a Paramount film? Yeah, it was. They had on their uh, YouTube page. They had a little poll. They're like something about like. It was basically like, did you? How bad do you want to see Love Monsters again? Like, are you obsessed with it or? super super obsessed with it it's that was that was all their poll was basically indicating like it actually had me thinking like oh maybe this is a good movie i haven't heard anybody talk about it really but maybe it is good and you just like see a, in an article like a month later 86 percent of people said they would see it again instead of absolutely yeah all right so number five for me so we're yeah again this is where start getting angry here this was one of the i think it was yeah, I think it's the first and only movie I've ever walked out of. Surprisingly, not number one, though, on the list of worst movies, but still has more re- rewatchability than the other stuff on the list. So number five for me, little movie starring Margot Robbie called Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn, something, 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 something. Yeah. yeah you know, I like sense. this movie. Really pissed me off at moments it had it uh, some, some good moments but otherwise it really pissed me off at some moments i love her as harley quinn she is amazing but for as far as handling the birds of prey team goes and those characters great actresses casting the parts but what a lousy execution yeah Super yeah by the execution of this yeah i know it's hard like it's hard enough to do that many play people but it's like you know it's hard to like kind of you always think like Guardians of the Galaxy does such an excellent job of juggling all the characters and getting to know their personalities and stuff but it's also really really hard to do that and not a lot of things pull it off no not yeah, at all I mean, unfortunately we'll see with James Gunn so with Justice League so it's just like uh, the DC movies aren't very good at the ensemble yeah no not at all yeah again we'll see we'll see later this year with Justice or with the Suicide Squad with James Gunn We'll see if I am hopeful for that. And we'll, we'll get but, to that one in our anticipated list. Uh, just, uh, just, I think it was beginning of the second act. I think it's when the girl was they were trying to get her to poop out a diamond. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm out. Like, this, this is just garbage. What the frick? I, I, I'm done. <laughs> I can't follow you for that. If I was by myself, I probably wouldn't have stayed for the whole movie either because I was like, eh. But I was with Shiloh and she was enjoying herself enough. <laughs> yeah however that's only number five though on the list it's only number five Daniel, all right what's your number four my number four is the comically bad horrible no good movie bloodshot with vin diesel that was pretty bad that was pretty bad but i found it more rewatchable than love and monsters or wait no i found it less rewatchable than love and monsters sorry but Bloodshot, yeah, that Vin Diesel movie that was just so shitty. It looked it, it looked like it was going to be fun bad again, but it just was very dry, boring bad. Isn't it just sad that that's the last movie you saw in theaters? 
Yeah. It's been how many months since you've seen a movie in theaters and it had to be Bloodshot? I thought it was Onward until you reminded me. And then I'm like, oh, thanks. You're welcome. I don't even get that. (laughs) So yes, Bloodshot, last movie I saw in theaters and and that was the last time I will ever watch that movie again. Last movie I saw in theaters was Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, number four for me. So I I flip-flopped between my number five and number four. I kept going back and forth between these two. Neither one of them was good. Um, You mentioned it already. It's a movie that had me very excited. In fact, actually, um, where's my phone? It was on my, uh, I wrote down our top 10 most anticipated of last year. But yeah, this was on both of our lists. I believe it was my number nine. And what a letdown this was. My number four here, Wonder Woman 1984. And my gosh, just ah, so much cringe, so much just like, what the hell? Come on. No shield, no sword. A wasted character with Cheetah. So much potential and just wasted. It got to Batman and Robin level ridiculousness at the end of it with like, okay, world, we're the TV, cast wishes. Oh, everybody, you should probably take them back now. It was just so Batman and Robin by the end of it. I was just like, oh, what is going on here? The first one was so good. Wonder Woman from 2017, so good. Best of the DCEU. Yeah. And trash for the sequel. So yeah, that's my number four here. Wonder Woman, 1984. Oof. Yeah, yeah, let, no, I get that. Let down. Yeah, I kept going back and forth between like, which one am I more likely to like? I kept, I was like, is this number four, number five? Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, Margot Robbie, Gal Gadot, both great actresses. I could just get back in my mind. Finally, I was like, you know what? I think in the end, I think I would go back and rewatch Birds of Prey first. So there we go. Okay. All right. Well, my number three is Birds of Prey. Because again, for all the reasons you said, like essentially it was just like, yeah, it was just, all these characters is great ensemble, but just like not really doing much. And then, I mean, like I'd say like the final sequence is fun. Like their final like action sequence. I know you never saw it, but it's also <laughs> not worth rewatching the entire movie to get to. So it's just, I don't know. Again, there's not much else I can say about that. It was just like, it felt bad. I still like Margot Robbie. I'm still glad that she's, even though like the Suicide Squad movie wasn't really a success. I don't think Birds of Prey was a success either. But I'm glad that they're keeping her around because she's still the best part about all those movies. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they kept her in the cast for the new Suicide Squad. I can't wait. So yeah. looking forward to that one. I'm just glad they're smart Spoiler. and just be like, well, these didn't work, but Mario Robbie is still working, like even if the movies aren't. Yes, exactly. Well, they don't they keep the Viola Davis character too? Yeah. They're yeah, like, she so. was good, so let's keep her around too exactly all right number three for me so my bottom three this was so hard to get in some kind of order i would kept shuffling these three around so much number three for me you mentioned it before movie starring jamie fox and joseph gordon levitt project power this movie was just straight up ridiculous had so much potential to be cool but ended up just being so flat and so just dumb yep the only part I liked, and because it was so cringe and hilarious and just made me laugh, was when that gal is stuck inside that uh, like glass 
room thing freezing and while there's all this ridiculous action on the outside of it and she's just oh help 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 and she, and she, yeah she was freezing right and then yeah she just shatters yeah that's right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, pretty forgettable movie but that that scene made me laugh yeah because it was so yeah, i still remember that scene so that's something <laughs> but yes that's my number three okay well my number two is one that you text me about when you're re-listening to your last year's episode. And it was one that I don't know why, especially in quarantine days, why this wasn't dropped immediately so we could have all just gone it over with. But no, for some reason they're like, hey, it was kind of more of the mystique of like, okay, how bad can New Mutants be? How bad can it be, Jordan? Like, could it, can it be worse than Apocalypse? I didn't think so. Could it have been bad. worse than Dark Phoenix? I didn't think so. But beyond all reason, it was, in my opinion, worse than Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. They at least have the benefit of having an amazing cast, if even though the movie weren't good. If anything else, at least a couple cool action scenes. Yeah. Well, in fact, I can only remember one kind of cool action scene with the, the traumatized, bitchy, blonde girl with her little puppet and new mutants yeah she, she was but uh, what is her name the, the girl that's gonna be the new edgar winter film god i have no idea yeah my edgar Wright or edgar Wright. yeah sorry <laughs> and i'm not really sure of the cast of uh last night in soho i'm looking it up but yeah so new mutants just was not good i thought it was good but i'm like okay how bad can it be it can't be worse than these but at the same time like from what it sounded like, it sounded like it was just going to be an amazing bad movie. On a and I just joy. remember texting you like 10 minutes into the movie. I'm like, this movie sucks. Well, why don't we and just like, uh, okay, go so now straight? You have to watch it so we can talk about it. Because after we... I saw it, I'm like, I want to talk about it. Why don't we go straight that... into my number two here? My number two, The New Mutants. Uh, yeah, this movie fucking sucked. Just dumb all around. Like, we got this. I, I what 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 is Nurse Ratchet's superpower? I can stay awake twenty four seven. Don't need sleep ever, cause so I can watch these kids. You got this whole hospital. Yeah, there's only a few patients, but one person literally runs it twenty four seven. Literally twenty four seven, and has the ability to keep his shield up at all times. I mean, is that her ability? Just nonstop insomnia. Yeah, because they put her as well. They put her asleep, and then the shield starts going down. Right. No, I thought they put her asleep and nothing happened to the shield. And yet you have oh, no, this. Yeah, they yeah. put her asleep and then they uh breakfast and then club they it. do their breakfast club montage. And what you know on Anya Taylor Joy, that's her name. She has she can teleport, yet she can't teleport outside the shield. But at the same time, when she dies, the shield goes away. I'm like, so you're telling me that they couldn't have killed you because they definitely all could have killed you. And there was literally if you can get drugged to being asleep i don't think you would have been able to stop a murder attempt right this, oh gosh this movie is just dumb all around there's so many things that just made me angry and yeah the way they just kept delaying it delaying it delaying it let's do some reshoots and let's delay 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 we bought fox let's keep delaying delay delay just like finally when we get to watch it, i'm like all this for this like this movie sucks I had a yeah, feeling it wasn't going to be great, but God, it was awful. And I really do think it beats out Dark Phoenix from last year, which is really hard to do. I thought so. They, they made it look easy. Beat it out as far as worse. Gets worse is what I mean. Yeah. 
So now I'm curious what your number one is if that one's not your number one. I know, right? What I really know. made Daniel just angry? What really made Daniel just angry is watching Fat Man, Jordan. That was oh, my number yeah. one. That's the one I put on my number one because I'm like, okay, Mel Gibson has a grizzled Santa against an assassin hired by like a shitty rich kid who got Cole because he's a shitty rich kid. Sounds fun. I love the I love the premise. I'm ready to see Santa go and start murdering the naughty kids. That's what it seemed like was going to happen. Or at the very least, a cool Santa-driven action movie. What we got was that maybe in the last 20 minutes of it. But for the whole, I think, hour and a half, maybe a little longer than that. I don't remember. It took way too long to get there. It took way too long to get there. The only enjoyable part between here and there was when the kid like intimidates the girl who won the first place prize by threatening to torture her. So she that, gives that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> and then it proceeds to do an hour and 10 minutes of completely uninteresting things. And then finally we get a small shootout at the end of the movie with Santa Claus and the assassin. And it just, I don't know. They, it just feels like they didn't take it all the way or they didn't lean into where they should have leaned in because they played it straight the entire time, but it didn't work for any comedic effect. I didn't, I was just, I'm like, I'm there. I'm here for a completely different movie than what you're giving me. Mm-hmm. So I just, and that completely turned me off. And I, that was the most I had been like, was watching a movie in it. I felt like it was just complete, very unpleasant the entire time watching it. Like a job for finishing it. Well, Bravo. I was watching with two other people, so. Bravo there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, number one for me. What is the worst movie that Jordan saw in 2020? Any guesses? I have no idea. Because we covered all the major ones, I think. Worst movie for Jordan in 2020. It's a very forgettable film that, uh, yeah, has no rewatchability whatsoever for me. Sadly, up until the re-release of uh, Empire Strikes Back, it was the last movie I saw in theaters as well. Talking about Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Freaking dumb. Just like New Mutants and Project Power, just dumb, dumb, dumb all around. Not good. No rewatchability whatsoever. No. And they were trying to start like a franchise, too. Oh, they were trying, all right, but failed miserably and yeah luckily they'll i don't know i guess some people just typecast and get it with one thing and vin diesel that's fast and furious he's just needs to stick with that he's just or you know and he can still say Groot. that's fine too or, or Groot, yeah good at that as well but yeah that is oh gosh nothing i ever cared to see again and after this podcast probably won't ever think about it again yeah probably i'm never gonna watch it again no thanks no way. Well, should we move on to some brighter pastures, Daniel, and uh, go in our to our top ten best films of 2020? Okay. You want me to start? Or are you going to start? You can start again. All right, I'll start here. So my number ten again. There's going to be some uh, documentaries slash docu series involved, just because 2020 had to make up for some films here that I didn't see. My number 10 here was a very fun documentary, or excuse me, docuseries about New York versus the mafia in a little docuseries called Fear City. 
And I gotta say, I had a lot of fun watching this. It was what a three-parter, right? Yeah, I think, so. I think they were all like 45 minutes so each. So much fun to just sit down and kind of watch this story. Great arc and everything, and how they you know caught all these mafia lords and or whatever they're called, crime bosses. Yeah, crime families, you know. So good I though. I family. yeah, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. And yeah, it was a great thing to watch to let that let us into, you know, I think it was the next week we did Goodfellas with two of our friends. Yeah. Which that was an awesome episode. But yeah, that's my number 10 here. Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. Okay, all right. Well, I put a documentary in my number 10 spot to round it out. I put the social dilemma in because I, overall, I thought that documentary was really interesting. Like got a lot of buzz this year too, but watching it, I'm like, wow, this is pretty terrifying stuff. But overall, like it still was like really enjoyable, really well put together. And now I just want to double up with Fear City because I'm like, shit, I didn't even think about Fear City, but damn, that docuseries was really good. All right, I'll, I'll just slide in there. It can be your A and B for number 10. Yeah, A and B are social, Two the social dilemma on Netflix and Fear City also on Netflix. Netflix is just, real. their docuseries are always really good. There is a brand new one that we should cover sometime. A uh, new th- crime thriller one. About a serial oh. killer. Yeah, okay. Uh, We'll talk about that later, but I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. All right, number nine for me. We just covered this last week, actually. New Christopher Nolan movie that came out this year. Did I know what was going on? Sort of. Do I need to rewatch it? Probably. Definitely. But I still had a good time watching it. Great cast. My number nine is Tenet. Okay, all right. Well, I put my number nine, again, like... It's like these are all great movies. Like I had fun watching pretty much all of these, but I put my number nine is Palm Springs. Like really fun, kind of like not something I really expected, but just expected to really like. But then I heard a lot of buzz, and I didn't even watch the trailer. But I'm like I heard a lot, a lot of things about. It. I'm like, oh, that, that looks fun. So watched it with like no expectations. Like you know, Andy Samberg can be a hit or miss. Like he is in some good stuff, Pop but like star, he's in. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like usually and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, this could be enjoyable. But like watching, I'm like, wow, this is actually, it was great. I mean, J.K. Simmons, I forgot the uh, woman's name, but she's like the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to play to her. Really but honestly, too. like I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very fun and like had a lot, it had great stuff going for it. So it it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it. streaming on Hulu for the, anyone interested. Don't watch the trailer beforehand. They give good jokes away in the trailer so yeah just go straight into it yeah for sure all right number eight for me was mentioned already a documentary streaming on netflix very interesting documentary kind of makes you mad watching it but at the same time it's very important it's kind of one that i recommend to folks that just people need to sit down and watch that is the social dilemma just on how this all this um tech has just taken over our lives i mean it's insane i mean data essentially like your data is the new oil if you will yeah like it's they're mining it and we ain't getting paid shit for it which is kind of pisses me off to be honest yeah well why would they if they don't have to right but yeah social dilemma definitely worth checking out streaming on netflix uh one thing i love about it too is they have a lot of interviews with the creators of some of these or some of the people that just help get them started and get them going like you know facebook and all that but yeah definitely definitely worth checking out i would say 
So yeah, that's my number eight, The Social Dilemma. Okay. Well, I put number eight on mine is a uh, animated movie called Wolf Walker, which I was telling you about a little bit. But it's this uh, like hand-drawn animation animated movie that's actually streaming on like Apple Plus or whatever the hell Apple's streaming platform is. Yeah, Apple um, Plus. I don't Apple remember Plus, talking yeah. about this one. Yeah, well, it's essentially like the... Well, the story is about like a girl, like uh, like kind of like medieval times and a girl meets this little girl who lives in the forest, who's a wolf walker and who essentially she can turn into a wolf like her mother and accidentally infects the girl with being a wolf walker. So she starts turning into a wolf too. Was was this a while ago? Maybe I do remember this. It was like a month ago. Okay. Sounds kind of familiar. But, you know, overall, like, I thought the story was okay, but the reason for the season just to watch this is, like, hand-drawn animation. Like, it looks like, it looks hand, like, it is hand-drawn, but I think it's, like, colored with, like, watercolors. But essentially, it looks like a fully, like, a fully animated movie, which is, like, colored animatics, which are, you know, like, the rough drafts. Like, the, like, it's smoother than, what you, like, an animatic, but it's just... I don't know. The animation's really cool. I've never watched a movie that looked like this movie before. Mm-hmm. And I always just love animation. So I'm always just a huge nerd for anything that at least tries something new. So while the story wasn't like super interesting, the animation really helps drive it forward. And I really, I still really enjoyed it a lot. Oh, cool. Well, I'm about to check that one out. It's on Apple Plus, which I don't have yes. access to. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to want to check out. All right, so number seven for me. Little two-part docuseries that was a lot of fun to watch. The Holiday Movies That Made Us. In this, they cover Elf and The Nightmare for Christmas. And I had a blast watching these. Uh, the, the people behind these mo- these uh, little docuseries do such an incredible job. They make it a lot of fun. It, everything goes down smooth. And yeah, just all this behind the scenes of Elf that I just never knew about was very interesting to me. And what was nice too about the Nightmare for Christmas, so I've seen plenty of Nightmare for Christmas behind the scenes. Like I think it's, they got a bunch of that stuff loaded on their DVDs over the years. Mm-hmm. Is they covered new ground, and that just yeah, it was nice just to see new information because I thought there was gonna be a lot of repeats of stuff I'd seen before, but there was a lot of new stuff they brought to the table. But yeah, I just had a good time watching two of my favorite holiday classics, especially Nightmare for Christmas, just how they brought them to life. And yeah, streaming on Netflix. Lots of fun. Check them out. The holiday movies that made us. Nice. Okay. Well, my number seven, I put as 1917. And this is a movie we saw like first week of January of this year or on 2020, which again, seems like forever ago. Like I had to double check when we were actually, when it was fully released. Cause it, I've been seeing, I'd seen like movie reviews pop up for it like a few weeks prior, but it wasn't like released for us to see it until first week of 2020. And I think if I had re- been able to rewatch this movie, it probably would have landed higher on my list. But just because I was going off of the memory of like literally over a year ago at this point, mm-hmm. it landed at number seven, but I still like you, you added it to our movies. So I'm definitely going to rewatch it soon. But I just remember really enjoying it really well acted really well like obviously really well shot that one single like or the look of having one single shot for the entire movie yeah and it's just crazy 
It was just crazy. Yeah, and I remember really, really like thinking it was like really interesting to check out. But I'd seen more recent stuff that I'm like, oh, I really like this stuff more, a little more than that. But like I said, maybe so if I'm I curious, saw it, now I'm curious what you have above it because I know you really, really like that one. I didn't include it because I guess I technically think of it as the 2019 movie, so it's not on my list at all. Otherwise, it would be very high too if I counted this as a 2020 film because it was very. I mean, I saw it twice in theaters. It's got rewatchability for sure, and I ended up buying it because I just want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well acted, directed, everything, just everything is so good. Sam Mendes just did an incredible job, I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I know. I'm, I'm overdue to watch this again. It's been a year. I need to check it out. I need to show some people this movie. But okay, that was my number seven. All right, so number six for me. Really fun documentary. I'm starting to really enjoy the company that makes these docs, Chastity. They did Winning the Paul Newman Racing Story. The 24-Hour War, Shelby American. And this year, they released a film called Uppity, The Willie T. Ribs Story. And I really enjoyed this film quite a bit, or this documentary quite a bit. Really well made, fun to watch, just great interviews. But yeah, what just what an incredible story, you know, The Willie T. Ribs Story. And yeah, I would say for anybody, what's, what's great about all these docs, but particularly Epidy, since we're talking about that, is you don't need to, you don't need, or you don't have to be a car guy to enjoy them. Right. There's great stories, all of them. But yeah, you I don't mean, have to I, be a car guy at all to, be, to get into it. Yeah, and I still stand by that. Like, I still haven't seen Uppity, but I watched the 24-hour world Shelby American. And what was the other one? Paul Newman. Racing. Oh, no, okay. I didn't watch Paul Newman, but I watched two of those. And both of the ones that I saw, I really loved, especially... Well, yeah, 24-Hour War, I think, was the first one I watched. But the Shelby American story was also, like, the other side to that 24-Hour War, which is just, it was, those two are just amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what this uh, produ production company comes up with next. They're working on one called Meme Gods right now, which is about memes, the history of memes. Okay. And another one called, just, I forget what it's called, but it's about Mad Magazine. Oh, so that would be fun. That'll be very interesting. Actually, might become an investor in both of those. We'll see. Nice. But yeah, Uppity, the Willie T. Rip story, stream on Netflix. Check it out, man. If you're just looking for a great story, you know, great doc telling a great story about somebody um, awesome in history, check out Uppity. All right. So at my number six, I put Soul. Good and choice. honestly, I'm surprised it was only at number six. But it's, as much as I still really like this movie, I don't know. I really liked this movie, but it what I don't know if it's God tier Pixar, but neither is like onward. But I think I put that higher up on the list just because that has so many different aspects that hit on a lot of things that I already enjoy. Mm -hmm. But overall, like Soul is still an amazing movie. Still love the jazz. Still love the like the animation. It's just when I was like making things, I'm like, damn, like I just couldn't really figure out. I was having a really hard time placing that one. Yeah, I hear that. But um, so I put Soul as my number six. Still really great. I need to watch it again. And that's saying something because I don't rewatch movies very often. But after watching it on Christmas, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to watch this at least one or two more times this year. Yeah, Soul number twice. six. All right, number five for me. A little movie called Soul. <laughs> nice. Pixar film revolves around jazz by the same people that brought you inside out 
I thought this was a great movie. I again, I watched it twice in the first week. I yeah, I just loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah, if you got Disney Plus, definitely worth a watch. You won't be disappointed. Check out Soul. Yeah, I mean Daniel pretty much hit on all the great parts about it. Uh, yeah, Jamie Fox voicing the character. See, Jamie Fox, you can be on the worst list and best list. You just gotta. Yeah, I mean he did an amazing job voice acting in this movie. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, a lot of fun though. I I really enjoyed it. Kind of gets you a little sort of tear jerk at the end. Not quite. Didn't quite make get me there, but it was close. No, it didn't. It didn't quite get me there either. If there were some tears at the end, then maybe it'd be higher on the list. But anyway, that's my number five. Soul. Highly okay. recommend. Well, my number five was one that I recently watched to try and uh, catch up on things that I hadn't quite seen in the movies yet, and I was raving about it on a previous episode, but. I put number five is over the moon. Like, well, this isn't like a perfect like animated movie, but it's definitely shows that other studios are closing the gap on Pixar. And like, this is probably one of those movies that I'm just like, I mean, it looks like Pixar quality animation. Like, and I really liked the angle that they went for it. Cause it's one that I, I think you put it higher on the list. Cause it's one that I just haven't seen much of, if at all, especially in like kids movies. This movie was all this, revolved around. Was this a Japanese or Chinese film? It was a Chinese film, Chinese animation. So again, you get like a completely like it looks very stylized, but I do like how everything, all the colors pop in this. Like, I do want to see it still. It's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, it was a Netflix uh, published movie. I guess. Okay. Yeah, you talked about it a couple weeks ago, and it sounded very interesting. Yeah, I really liked it. I really like the songs, especially like the two Moon Queen songs or whatever she's supposed to be called. But I really liked Over the Moon. I think it's definitely worth a watch for anybody who likes Pixar, like good animation, because I think it is definitely a great uh, movie. Cool. All right. Well, number four for me was a documentary that Dan and I both loved. Had such a great time watching it. It was just, it was just, parts of this are just so crazy. They're like, wow, this, this, this thing existed and this happened and that happened. Crazy. Uh, stream on HBO Max, a documentary called Class Action Park <laughs> about Action Park, which was just, I had a blast watching this. I've recommended it to anybody I talked to that has HBO Max. I'm like, oh, you got to see this uh, movie here. I was actually getting a haircut. Last time I was getting a haircut, and my hairdresser was telling me that she had just watched it and she was like, oh my gosh, this movie, crazy. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> you know i know exactly what you're talking about because i think when i watched it, i just text you i'm like holy shit dude you gotta check this out this shit is insane well yeah and i, I so the the owner of the park's son was on the corolla show early this last year or late this last year i guess he just wrote a book recently about all this adventures to the park so yeah to hear his interview and then go watch it i was like oh my gosh this is crazy this is so much fun but yes class action park highly recommend it check it out you won't be disappointed yeah, that one's streaming on HBO. Yep. So my number four is The Gentleman. And, you know, I again, lists are weird because The Gentleman, objectively, not a better movie than 1917. But subjectively, I had an amazing time watching this movie. And I had so much fun watching, which is like when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'll put that higher on the list. So I really enjoyed watching The Gentleman. I thought it was a really fun, really kind of cool little swagger gangster movie, I guess. And British humor. I do love British humor. Yeah. No, it was, but, you I know, had a blast watching this. I know. I'm like, if it's 
I can see like if this doesn't work for you, like I can see why, since kind of like stylized, it's like Guy Ritchie's not for everybody. And I haven't really seen that many Guy Ritchie films, but I really enjoyed The Gentleman. It's kind of like and I've watched it like two or you three times since I saw it. Fans, in and then you have your casual fans, and then some yeah. that just don't get it. Yeah, well, I really enjoy Gentlemen, so I still, I've, wa- I've watched, like I said, I watched it like three or four times since oh, we wow. saw it in theaters, or I guess probably total. So like three, like two or three times out of theaters. Wait, does that mean when I got you got it for you for Christmas, you already had it? No, one time I rented it. The other time, I think I pirated it because I didn't want to pay for it again. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I saw it in theaters. I rented it before. Okay. Just... Well, now you officially own it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which you should probably drop the digital code online so other people can watch. I can't. It's like an IT. I have to send that code to dad or something. Yeah, put okay. it in his iTunes account. I don't know. Well, number three for me. Awesome film. Daniel just talked about it. The Gentleman. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. This was a great start to the year because I wouldn't it come out January, February. And I was like, oh, man, if, if we're getting in dump month, stuff this good this is gonna be a good year for movies i mean i got excited i I really enjoyed this movie great characters hugh grant i just awesome so much fun hugh grant playing a dirty bastard instead of a charming charming sophisticated but matthew (laughs) mcconaughey he was great i i I love this film and i have not seen it again but it's definitely is stuck with me and i do look forward to seeing it again whenever daniel puts it on our digital library I, I gotta figure it out. It's an iTunes code. I'm like, our, our my iTunes account isn't connected to that. So I don't know. Anyway, nice. Well, number three was Onward for me. This is the movie that I thought was the last thing I saw in theaters. And again, like, I, it's kind of weird. We're like, I don't think it's necessarily better than Soul, but it just like lines up with all the D&D fantasy, like, video game stuff like it's all things that i'm already into so it kind of just like nails a lot of things i really enjoy so that's why it's higher on the list but onward i still thought was really good again not top tier or uh not top tier pixar but it's just it was a really fun i remember when i saw the trailer i just like holy crap pixar made an 80s movie But yeah, I still really like this movie. I think it's a really fun one. Definitely got a lot of rewatchability. Yeah, I, I haven't seen one... it again since theaters, but I do want to see it, watch it again. I know. Like, luckily, you can stream it on Disney Plus, but I still think Onward is a really fun movie and it's one that works for me on a lot of different levels. So that's why it's number three. Good, good. So, number two for me is I am really need to rewatch this. So, at first, I going into this one, I was like, eh, I mean, it'll be fun, probably. I didn't. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I ended up loving this. It is a docuseries streaming on Netflix right now called High Score about the video game industry. And I had a blast watching this. What is it? Six episodes long? Each episode just gets better and better. Just all the history of Nintendo, Sega, computer games, first-person shooters, just everything. I had so much fun watching this docuseries. I've recommended it to so many people since watching it. Yeah, same. I mean, I think... Again, this was another one where I think one of us watched it and told the other ones, like, hey, check this out. You're going to really enjoy this. Well, I think you saw a couple episodes first, and you're like, we should totally do an episode on this. Go get caught up real quick, and let's do an episode on it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, like, binged all episodes, and then you binged them all. I remember telling uh, Gavin about it, and he watched every single episode, too. So, and again, this one was just like, again, it's I think it's the same people who do, like, the movies that made us. At least they use the same narrator. And, like, the toys that made us. 
at least the same narrator, but it's felt like the same thing. But, but man, each episode, again, what, 45 minutes long? Each one goes down smooth. Just so, I, I know this one was like a this. little bit heftier too, because like in like the movies and toys, those are about like 30 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. So each one of these were about 45 minutes. And you know, I love the subject matter, vastly entertaining to watch. And I did learn a lot. Yeah. And I just, oh, another one streaming on Netflix. Yeah, it, it made learning fun, if you will. And that's yeah. what that's what documentaries should be all about. I mean, these guys that do these are great. I mean, the toys that made us are fun. The movies that made us, the holiday movies, they make it all, they make learning fun. Yeah, and they just always go down smooth. Even if it's not something I'm super interested in, they make it fun. All right, number one for me. It's the best movie of 2020. Any guesses, Daniel? Whoa, 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 I haven't even done my number two. How are you at number one? Oh, shoot. You're right. Sorry. Didn't mean what to come the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Got excited okay. there. <laughs> so my number two, I almost didn't put this on the list. I, I don't know why it's so high. Okay. But just in the headspace that I was in, somehow it managed to get to number two when I was making my list. All right. What, what, and I almost felt like if I put this at number one or even number two, I'm like, it's going to sound super pretentious. So I'm going to preface this that I don't pretend to get 100% of what Tenet's about. What I am basing it on the merits of, in that first seven minutes, I was locked in for two and a half hours. Even if the movie was super shit afterwards, that first seven minutes was just like, got me into it so fast. And I'm like, whatever, wherever this movie's going, I'm watching it till the end. And then I'll decide if i like it or not but seven minutes first seven minutes carried me through the whole two and a half hours and i really enjoyed the ride and i'm really but i'm really good at like just sitting back and be like just don't think about it just just watch and try and enjoy it that way and then maybe think about it later but i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed like the action i really enjoyed like thought the concept was cool and the execution of it was i guess the coolest part yeah Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, and it has rewatchability, especially. It's still in my top 10, a little lower than you. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was like, uh, stylized. But and I again, I think quite. one of the things that helped it is just, again, like, yeah, it's a sci fi movie, but Christopher Nolan always makes things feel so grounded, even if it's more fantastical. I still felt like I was watching like a spy thriller. And the, not this really movie probably definitely gets best sci-fi. score for me. That score was amazing start to finish. Yeah. So still quality made movie. Again, the only thing that I had problem with is the fucking dialogue mixing. But anyway, number two for me was Tenet. Tenet. Good choice, Daniel. Good choice. All right, number one for me. Now, do you want to guess? Trial of the Chicago 7. It is not. Well, and I have no idea. This was a pretty fun movie. I, you know, I, I didn't have, I didn't know what to expect going in. I watched the first minute of the trailer, and then I started. They started giving stuff away. So I'm like, all right, looks fun. Turn it off. Just go watch it. I watched it, and I had so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. I don't know. Maybe I actually rewatched it recently, like in the last week. Well, in a way, I didn't like it as much the second time around. It's because I knew what to expect, and it was more fun the first time around with all the surprises and learning as the characters went on especially the main female character just learning as she was learning but my mm-hmm. number one was palm springs <laughs> nice really i'm surprised that's as high up like it's get a really good movie i just surprised that you liked it that much i had a good time again again it was fun watching it the second time around 
still, even though, you know, you kind of knew stuff was coming. But, yeah, this would be a fun date movie or, you know, fun to watch with somebody that's never seen it before kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to enjoy it more that way where you're at least watching their reaction to everything going on. That'll, that'll yeah. make it more fun. But I had a good time watching this. It's got definitely has rewatchability on it. Um, it, it, it stuck with me. And of all the, the movies we saw this year, as far as like, especially like non-documentary movies, all the movies we saw this year, this one has just stuck with me. And I just, yeah, I replayed some of the funny moments in my head quite a bit. I mean, it's got some good parts for sure. Do not know, watch the trailer does. beforehand. They give some of the best jokes away. Do not watch the trailer beforehand. Just go see it. It's streaming on Hulu. But yeah, my number one there, Palm Springs. Nice. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm surprised. But again, good pick. I still, I get, I think it's one of those movies. Had I watched it, rewatched it, it probably would have landed higher on the list, but it's still on the list because I still really enjoyed it. And if, if we had more movie movies that we had seen this year, it might not be that high on the list, but. You know, Top Gun didn't come out this year, so. Top Gun didn't come out. Black Widow didn't come out. Yep. Uh, James Bond didn't come out. So, yeah. Okay. Well, my number one is, again, with the same thinking of Tenet, how I was locked in immediately. And then, like, I was just enjoying, like, going through different emotions. But I was just locked in and having a great time watching this movie from start to finish. And. So you said gentleman Tenet already. I mean, I kind of already gave it away. Uh, my Okay, I know well, what it is. My number one is Trial of Chicago 7. It's a movie that when it came out, I'm like, oh, I really need to get around to watching it. And then you're like, hey, we haven't watched this yet. We should just watch it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I sat down and I was, again, locked in at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, whoa. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. Like I do was kind of interested of the courtroom drama aspect, I was interested. I don't know, but just it's the dialogue between the character, well, the characters and the dialogue between the characters, um, the frustration that they're facing. And like, again, like I was having, I was enjoying the crap out of myself watching this entire movie, but I was also getting really frustrated when like the judge was being shitty and like, <laughs> like when they're going, like I feel frustrated at the times when I'm sure the characters feel frustrated too. But, right. Oh, I, just I mean, that's, that's good filmmaking right there, too. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved this movie. Yeah, I, no, Sorkin has proven himself as a director. I mean, I, I love Molly's Game. Which makes me think, like, again, I only saw Molly's Game once, but since it's the same guy, I'm like, after enjoying the Charlie's Chuck, I'm like, I should rewatch Molly's Game. Maybe I'll get more out of it this time. Yeah, it's on our digital really library. It, but maybe I'll enjoy it even more. I don't know. But yeah, Charlie's Chicago 7, I put it as my number one. Good choice, good choice. No, that, that's a really good one. I just don't know for me how much rewatchability it has, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. So I guess I some also rants here. These are so we have our top ten worst and best. These are what kind of fell in the middle. I got Bad Boys for Life, Onward, ZZ Top the documentary. That was a really fun one. Extraction with uh, Hemsworth. That was a fun one, but not oh, enough man, for I top totally ten. Forgot. I didn't even like put that on my list of things I saw this year. Skin. The History of Nudity and Film, great documentary. Mank, well, it's a great film. It's, again, it's for a certain audience. It's Trial of Chicago 7, The Invisible Man, and lastly, The Last Dance, which is about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, and yeah, it's a 10-part documentary, docuseries. Lots of fun, but yeah, where, where we say, like, all those car ones, you know, you don't have to be into cars to enjoy these. 
you don't necessarily have to be in the basketball to enjoy. I think you have to be in the basketball to enjoy this if you're going to watch 10 long episodes, like 10 hour long episodes. If I they would think took, so. If they took the 10 hours and smash it into a two hour documentary, that would probably be something I'd be like, hey, even if you don't like basketball, go watch this. But being spread out to 10 one hour episodes, you definitely have to be in the basketball to enjoy it. But I had yeah. a good time with that one. But yeah, so that's my also rant of the year. Nice. All right, Daniel. Are you ready you for one more list here? Are we ready to do our top 10 most anticipated? Okay. First list, done. Third, I guess these were technically two lists. 2020 best and worst. Now I got my 2020 list out on more yellow office paper. So I went through and I uh, listened to our podcast from last year. Do you want to hear your top 10 anticipated for last year? I remember some of them. Sure. Yeah. Run by me real quick. So for 2020 most anticipated, I mean, it's been, as we all know, it's been an interesting year. Theaters have been closed in a lot of areas, a lot of delays. Some stuff just went straight to digital, but yeah, so it's been interesting. So for Daniel, his top 20 most anticipated movies were from 10 down Godzilla versus Kong Sonic. The King's Man, No Time to Die, 1917, Tenet, Wonder Woman 1984, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Onward, and Last Night in Soho. We'll see how much of that changed because some some you saw, some you didn't. Yeah, some like about half of those came out. The other half didn't. <laughs> so for me, starting at 10 down, Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, Wonder Woman 1984, Respect, Tenet, Onward, Soul, No Time to Die, A Quiet Place Part 2, and Top Gun Maverick. And yeah, same thing. I think, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. Wow, only four of mine came out. Damn. Well, let's so, see how everything We'll changed. see if there's repeats. We'll see. All right. Are you ready, Daniel? I'm so ready. These are, these are our top 10 most anticipated, allegedly, for 2021. Okay. these are the ones the top 10 moves i hope are coming out this year but we will see we're hoping oh shoot you know what i just thought of one that's supposed to be slated this year supposedly that i didn't include you can put it in honorable mentions i guess it'll be honorable mentions because the list is made shit that's okay they're just lists i, for, I, just, I, forget, I just forget man. it's coming out it's supposed to come out this year i keep thinking it's coming out in a year or two but anyway all right <clears throat> all right you want to go first I'll go first. All right. So right now at number 10, Ghostbusters Afterlife is still on my top 10 anticipated. Good choice. Good choice. No, it went down a few, but I'm like, I'm still really excited to see this. The trailer looks really good. Paul Rudd's always great. So I'm still excited to see this and I'm still looking forward to it. Still holding my candle out for it. My number 10, this is more so there's been no trailer or anything for it yet. I think just a still shot of behind the scenes is all there's been yet. But I'm so for this one, it's kind of weird. I'm more just curious more than anything else because this is the fourth. And uh, so there's been a trilogy that came out years ago. And while the first one is amazing, the second one is decent, has its moments. Third one is just not great. And I'm like, what are they? Where are they going to take a fourth? Like, where is the story going to go? What could he possibly be talking about? I'm so curious, though, where they're going to take the story. And again, just more curiosity than anything. My number ten is The Matrix Four. 
slated for December 22nd this year. Yay. Yeah, I still have never seen the second or third Matrix. Because I heard nothing good about them. So I'm like, I'll just I'll just keep it with the, the first one. Why not? It's, uh, they're still worth a watching, but yeah, they're not great. Especially the third. Yeah. But just out of curiosity, I'm like, where are they going to take this story? Like, it wrapped up, the third one wrapped up good for what it was. So I'm like, where could they possibly take this story? The only way I see it is like, actually, you're actually not even in, you're still in the simulation. You just thought you defeated the simulation. I don't know. I don't know. The Wachowski siblings are back, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's yeah. number 10, The Matrix 4. Okay. Well, my number nine, God only knows when this movie is actually going to come out. It keeps getting delayed. And every time it's delayed, it's delayed by like six months. But No Time to Die is still like, remember that trailer drop? The song dropped. And I was like, holy shit, this all looks amazing. Yeah, was that Billie Eilish that did that song? Yeah, the Billie Eilish. I'm like, I really enjoyed that. I listened to it a bunch when it came out. So much better than What's-His-Face that did the last one, Spectre song, Sam something. Sam Mendes. No, that's a director. Sam, or, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But No Time to Die, still anticipating this. I hope it's good. I hope it's better than Spectre. I hope it's as good as Skyfall, if not better. But same. I don't know. I'm still looking forward to like the finale of the Craig era. Same here, same here. No, I can't wait for it. That's your number 10? Or nine, nine, sorry. All right, number nine for me. Did not make my top 10 last year, but squeezed out and made some room this year you know for a while i, I think part of why i didn't make my top 10 anticipate last year is just i was just so superhero slash marvel fatigued like i was just like oh, okay i'm just after endgame i'm just done for a while but now that we've had a nice break from marvel i'm kind of looking forward to some superhero stuff again my number nine black widow with scarlett johansson allegedly coming out may 7th we'll see we'll see but yeah, Black Widow. The trailers they put out look good. David Harbour is in it. Oh, it looks fun. Yeah, I think it still looks fun. I mean, all the Marvel movies are still fun. Yeah. At the very least, yeah, it'll just be a good time. Okay. But yeah, that's my number nine, Black Widow. Okay. Well, my number eight is another repeat from last year. I'm still very much anticipating and ready to feast my eyes and enjoy the cinematic masterpiece that will inevitably be Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm still very much ready for to see this like CGI masterpiece and them duking it out. And I will probably be drunk in theaters watching it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We get to see this in theaters. Ugh. Yeah. If not, I will definitely be drunk watching it. At well, home. at the very least, hopefully um, Washington opens up some theaters and we can just go up there. <laughs> Yes, but Godzilla vs. King Kong, I'm still all about monster movies. Again, if if this movie is the best of both worlds where they just focus on the action, give me a little less, uh, you know, fam- familiar drama and let's just see them fuck shit up. That's all I want to see and I'm Sounds here for it. Sounds good to me. That's right. All right, so my number eight. Um, I think it just got barely etched out of my list last year, but it kind of got higher this year follow-up to uh, Baby Driver from director Edgar Wright. The Last Night in Soho. Nice, nice. Starring, uh, what, we, what was her name? Anya Taylor-Joy from The New Mutants. And hopefully this is way better than New Mutants. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a fun story. 
again, you got Edgar right behind the camera and writing. So fingers crossed. But yes, supposed to come out April 23rd. We'll see. Okay. All right. Stealing from my number one slot last year. I get you. All right. My, my number seven, I think, was probably an honorable mention last year, either on or off uh, microphone mics. But my number seven is the Bob's Burger movie. Because <laughs> I don't know what switched, but I'm like, yeah, you know, Bob's Burgers, like, it's a very comfort food show and definitely have consumed a lot of it over the quarantine 2020 shit show, you know, 2021 part two, or 2020 part two, 2021. The reckoning is what Gavin and I call it. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like, I'm kind of ready for like a fun, elongated Bob's Burger movie. So that's it made my list this time. Oh fun. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. I was like, eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, number seven for me was I think number 10 on my list last year, did I say? Yeah, number 10 on my list last year. Interest way to spot seven this time is the much anticipated Dune movie. Looking forward to it. Trailers look awesome. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, I can't. God, I can't think of his name but the director blade runner 2049 arrival i'm looking forward to see what he does with this storyline and in, in this world if you will same but yeah that's my number seven here dune nice my number six is last night in soho by edgar wright i know this was number one and like it kind of fell because i'm like oh there is some other stuff i'm more excited about currently you know, but I'm still really excited for this movie. Love Baby Driver. Love all his other stuff, too. So I'm just interested to see, like, him take on, like, a horror type or thriller slash horror yeah, movie. It's hard to get excited in a way because, because I mean, that was part of the hard part of making this list of what I'm most excited for. But it's like, what's actually going to come out, though? We don't know now. Yeah. Back when we for sure, or at least not, like 99% knew, oh, yeah, this is definitely coming out in this month. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Now we're just like, well, is it or isn't it? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, that's why it's our alleged list. <laughs> Allegedly. But yeah, uh, that's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, he's a great director. Still wish we could have seen a Edgar Wright Ant-Man movie. I'd be so curious what his Ant-Man would look like. <sighs> yeah. Me too. And I think he I think it still would have been great. He's got such a fun, quirky, com comedic like way of doing things, and that would have been perfect for Ant-Man. Right. All right, so number six for me. Dana mentioned it already. Two monsters duking it out. Godzilla versus Kong. And yeah, I mean, out of all these movies, Godzilla, the first one, was probably my favorite. Kong, Skull Island, second. And then King of Monsters. Again, I'm waiting for the super cut of just the monsters fighting. Exactly. Otherwise, because those parts were awesome. The human stuff, meh. If they can just You're stay like, away from ooh, conspiracy, oh, secret society. I'm like, yeah, but I don't care about a secret society if it's that or Godzilla. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I feel I'm like, way. again, but since they've done it not once, but twice, or actually not, I mean, like three times, I guess now, because they do focus on the human element in the original Godzilla, too. So I'm it's well, still you just want to hold out. They, they use less is more. You don't see Godzilla much in the first Godzilla movie, but maybe Brian Cranston and uh Aaron Taylor Johnson are just such strong characters, like well-written characters for the most part, that you do care about them. Whereas yeah. in the second one, I just didn't care about those characters. 
exactly but yeah that's my number six though i just can't wait to see these two monsters go at it we got okay. that small small glimpse in that hbo trailer yeah kong just powing godzilla right in the jaw i'm excited so, so good. um my number five giving me top five anticipated 2021 is mission impossible seven Oh, yeah. Because, goddamn, if Mission Impossible 6 Fallout was not the best Mission Impossible to date, and they still just keep getting better. You know, it's just... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed they keep that going. I mean, I loved Fallout. I mean, like, like, I didn't even really watch the Mission Impossible series until we sat down and watched all of them leading up to Mission Impossible 6. But I'm like, holy shit, these actually just get good. And they just get better, and it it was crazy how enjoyable these movies are. So it makes yeah, me, uh, and I'm probably gonna watch all of them again this year to get ready for number seven. Because when does that come out? The end of the year, November, something like that. So you got time, but yeah, definitely would probably I'll probably do that too. I'm excited. All right, number five for me kind of went down the list a little bit from last year, but number five for me is a Quiet Place Part Two. Still waiting for this one. Uh, gosh right before theaters closed too daniel and i we had tickets in advance we were gonna go see we had tickets to the double screening of one and two i was i was so excited i'm like right or i because i didn't get to see the first one in theaters originally i watched it at home still great but i was like all right cool get to see the first one in theaters quick potty break and then boom quiet place part two and then everything shut down and then everything went to shit yep but yeah, still looking forward to this. Not as much as I was last year, but still definitely anticipating it. Looking forward to it. Quiet Place Part 2. Nice. Okay. Well, this is as guaranteed as I think we can get now because it's one of the movies that Warner Brothers slated for same-day release on HBO Max. But my number four is Suicide Squad 2. Nice. Yeah. Super excited for this. Again, James, Again, the first one sucks because they're like, yeah, they're trying to rip off Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, boom, Suicide Squad 2. Who do we get to direct it? James Gunn. So I'm like, okay, they tried to rip you off. Let's see what happens when you actually do it. Is so, it actually a two or are they just, just going to be ignoring the first one like it doesn't exist? I don't know. I think they said it was like a soft reboot, which is easy enough to do with the Suicide Squad since it's always an alterating lineup. Okay. So you can, I, they can call it a reboot, reboot Suicide Squad too. Like, still got Margot Robbie in it. So it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's what exactly it's considered. I think it was supposed to be a soft reboot, but I'm still, I probably shouldn't be because DC has burned us multiple times. Oh, but whatever that trailer teaser thing they put out looked amazing. Yeah, and as I, I just hope they let James Gunn do his thing and make the movie. So we'll see. I know. I'm probably going to get burned by this one too, but maybe not. Maybe not. I hope not. All right. So number four for me. One Daniel mentioned already. The conclusion to the Daniel Craig Bond saga. No time to die. Awesome trailer. I Again, fingers crossed that's better inspector because as far as Bond film or uh, Craig's Bond films go, Casino Royale, amazing. Quantum of Solace, well, not quite as good. Still really good, in my opinion. It's still pretty good. Skyfall, amazing. Inspector, they kind of dropped the ball, I would say, on that one. It's not, it doesn't suck, but it could have been so much 
better than it was. Again, I've only, I've only seen it once, but from what I remember, it didn't suck. Probably wouldn't be on top 10 worst per se of the year, but it could have been a lot better. But okay. no time to die. Hopefully it will go back up to where Skyfall and Casino Royale were. And I hope so, because that trailer was like off. the fallout. It felt like the fallout of the James Bond yeah. series. Yeah, I'm here's hoping, fingers crossed, that yeah, they just it's a good send-off for Daniel Craig. I've loved him as Bond. I've had a great time with him as Bond. So let's hopefully send him out with a bang. Let's do it. All right, that's my number four, though. So my number three was actually didn't even realize this, but my number three is Spider-Man 3. Nice. I kind of make a, like, I try and make a resolution that since Marvel and, like, superhero movies are so, like, oversaturated at this point, I try to only pick my top one most anticipated for these lists. And right now, it's Spider-Man 3 because I really enjoyed... The Spider-Man Homecoming, I loved Spider-Man Far From Home with Mysterio and how everything in that like worked out. I just thought it was really great and really impressive. So I'm really excited to see what Spider-Man 3 has to offer. Like it sounds like we're shaping up to have like the all the Spider-Men from the live action movies and possibly in, like other people. And I mean like Gwen Stacy might show up. I'm there's a lot of things that this movie is rumored to be doing so i'm pretty excited and i'm trying to like level out my hype but i'm pretty hyped for this movie so hence why it's number three so gotta confess that's the one i forgot was coming out this year potentially allegedly allegedly not on my list (laughs) we'll see Uh, all right number three for me something daniel mentioned already i'm pretty excited for this the suicide squad it looks fun that again that that uh teaser trailers thing they put out for that dc eu convention whatever whatever that was called looked great and yeah the cast is awesome i yeah i can't wait james gunn behind the camera i just hope i just hope if anything else it's just kick butt fun i hope so but yeah yeah i don't know if there's too much more we can say about this but yeah that's my number three for most anticipated for this year suicide squad all right. So my number two is actually one that, that when they announced it, they announced the name and like showed concept art and that was it. So I'm like, okay, but the concept sounds interesting. Concept art looks neat. And then they dropped a trailer two months ago for Raya and the Last Dragon, which is a new Disney animated movie, which even if it doesn't hit theaters near us, they're going to put it on Disney plus for like one of their premier access movies for like 30 bucks, I think in March. Okay. But I'm really excited. They dropped the trailer. I looked, watched them like, okay, that animation looks intense. I like the look in like kind of more of like an Eastern persuasion. So I'm like, okay, it looks like as good as Moana did, I guess. Yeah, it looks good. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens. Like, it looks like it's going to be a really cool Eastern kind of like quest slash like journey movie. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where this one goes. And I probably will, if it, theaters aren't open, I probably will pay $30 to watch it on Disney Plus. And I'm sure I'll send you, uh, you know, just send me the link. the link. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does look good. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one as well. That was your number two. That's my number two. All right, number two for me. No trailer yet, but I'm highly anticipating it. Like Daniel said, this franchise just gets better and better and better as, as time goes on. 
Number two for me, coming out on November 19th, allegedly, Mission Impossible 7, starring Tom Cruise. And yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I love this franchise so much, and I can't wait to rewatch all six of them before this one comes out. Yeah. Me too. No trailer me yet, too but I'm, I'm excited, though. So, yeah, it's hard. I don't know. There's nothing to really, I don't know what to talk about other than it's just, hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed. It's a franchise we both like, and hopefully they keeps going. Yeah. So funny that you mentioned this, that your number one last year was Dune, and there wasn't even a trailer when we made this list. That wasn't my number one. That was 10 for me last year. Oh, I thought it was... Okay, sorry, sorry. You put Dune last year, and I don't think I had it. But then four months ago, we did get a trailer, and I'm like, I'm liking the look of this. I'm liking... You know, I'm liking a lot about this, so I'm really excited. And this is another one that Warner Brothers said, no matter what, it's going on HBO same day. So no matter what, I'm seeing this movie, unless for some reason they don't do that, and then I won't be. <laughs> but I mean, after I watched the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm really anticipating this. And you know, I was making listening like, you know, what? I just nothing quite looked as cinematic, and it's just like jaw dropping visually as the Dune trailer. But I'm I'm just super excited to check it out. It, it looks very cool. It yeah. literally looks out of this world. I like it. I like it. All right, number one for me, most anticipated film coming out this year. Any guesses? Mm, you already said Mission Impossible. No, I don't think so. So, my number one this year was also my number one last year. Kept going back and forth between this and Mission Impossible, but since there's no trailer for Mission Impossible yet, I'm like, well, I'm just gonna keep this one number one. Still starring Tom Hot Cruise. Man. My number one anticipated film for 2021 is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I should have figured I, if I had thought about that for more than a second. Yes, I can't wait. Both trailers for this movie just look amazing. Looks like it's just going to be a hell of a good time. Fingers crossed we get to see this in theaters. Like, gosh, I, I'm going to have to like just fly to another state to go see something at theaters, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I do not want to see this on my couch. Not at all. I get that. I don't want to see Dune on my couch either, but if oh, I have no. to, I will. Because no. I would like to see Dune in IMAX. Oh, hell yeah. That's probably the only way to see the movie. Same thing with Maverick. I know, I was yeah. anticipating, like, because what are those seats called at the theater that, like, have the speakers built in and oh. shake and everything? Oh, I forget. I forget what they call them, but I was like, you know what? I've never D-box. done that. D-Box. I was like, I've never done D-Box seats before, but Top Gun would be a good one for D-Box, probably. So I was, like, all excited, and then sh- everything went to shit. But yeah, number one for me still is Top Gun Maverick. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. But yeah, fun list here. I guess as far as like some also rants go, um, let's see. Spider-Man 3 that I forgot about. Looking forward to that. Um, is it uh, is it Raya? Raya? How do you pronounce her name? Raya? Raya? I think it's uh, Raya. Raya. I, I, I'm not sure. I think I said Raya. But yeah, Raya and the last dragon though that does look good i'm looking forward to that 
Uh, free guy still looks like it a fun one. Yeah, I mean, it looked fun, but after like just being so long without it released or like really hearing anything else, I'm like, eh, like I'll watch it when it comes out, but I kind of lost anticipation for it, I guess. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't there for me for top 10 at, at all. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I mean, we'll see. I still need to watch the first one. I like the idea of Carnage in a film. And there's a Beatles documentary coming out called Get Back that sounds like it'll be fun. Yeah, it's supposed to come out. I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. Oh, is for it? Okay. streaming. And a new Pixar film called Luca coming out. So, yeah, those are some also rants, other stuff looking forward to. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. My only also mentions were The King's Man and Black Widow. Yeah. Well, I'm still excited for seeing, like I said, like I have a rule. I try and just put one superhero movie or at least one Marvel movie on my anticipated. Since Same. So and yeah, again, that wasn't oh, top 10 I last year. Shang but she and the Seven Rings is the other one Marvel movie that's supposed to come out this year, too. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be. So I'm excited to see Samurai. that because I like, I would like more like less mainstream MCU stuff. And cool. more like take some more risks, which I think that sounds like they're kind of trying to do with this new phase with like more unconventional heroes. I hope so. I hope so. All yep. right. Well, hey, that is our top 10 best of 2020, worst 2020, and what we're looking forward to seeing in 2021. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews. Let's know what you uh, loved seeing this past year. I know a lot of us didn't make much theater trips, but we still got, you know, still got a lot of streaming services constantly putting out stuff. So there is things to check out, which thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens this year. Hopefully we can see all these anticipated movies in theaters. I mean, especially like the top half for sure. I really, really want to see in theaters, but yeah. Yeah. All right, good stuff hopefully coming. We'll see. All right, everyone, thanks for downloading the show, and we will talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. All right, well, we did it faster than last year. Oh!